half of the time I spend when I'm dicking around before this computer has nothing to do with recording the podcast. It has everything to do with fucking well, office Maybe you bullshit. should update Windows. Fuck you. <laughs> Did you ever think about Fuck updating you. Windows? It might solve a lot of these problems. Listen, we are here for practical solutions <laughs> that actually can be implemented. Uh, not your behind-the-sky ridiculous thinking. All right. Uh, well, I think that... Speaking of pie in the sky, Speaking ridiculousness, the sky. welcome to the glass rod. Oh, God. All right. Uh, welcome to the glass rod. Yay. Yay. I, as always, am Jeremy. And I'm still Joel. Uh, and we are here to give you the latest and greatest of Rodney Glassman, although we don't actually have a lot of late and great, but we do still have something fun to talk about. We have uh, semi-topical and largely mediocre, which defines Rodney Glassman. It really does. <laughs> and, and the one thing when I was looking for stories for us to cover today... Uh, on the first segment, which we will properly introduce in a minute, that I realized as I'm flipping through things is it really is getting to the point where we're kind of beating a dead horse because he says nothing ever. Like I never feel like I'm beating a dead <laughs> horse because I get such fulfillment out of chopping the horse into little bits, re-sewing it, and then beating it again <laughs> with a sledgehammer until it's a fine, horsey Paste, yes. and then forming the paste in a silicon gel, molding the paste into another horse form, and then doing it all over again. <laughs> it never, it never gets old for me. You know what it's like for me? It's like playing a Minesweeper on the computer mm -hmm. while I'm sitting there uh, in a mindless meeting. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it never gets old. Mm -hmm. It's just something to do while I wait for death, <laughs> which. For some reason, it's just not coming as quick as one would hope. Um, <laughs> but it's going to come a lot quicker if Rodney Glassman's elected. That that does give us yet another tagline for Rodney Glassman's campaign. Rodney Glassman, the spam of horses. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Rodney Glassman, kind of like waiting for death. Kind of like waiting for death. <laughs> Uh, all right, the so spam of horses. Spam of horses. <laughs> I think we have a new sponsor. Horse spam. <laughs> horse spam. <laughs> Rodney Glassman. Horse spam. <laughs> we'll we'll reach out to them. Maybe we'll have uh, a new uh, a new ad spiel for next week. We actually have been unpromoted for a while now, ever since Ivermectin filed that lawsuit. <laughs> I can't imagine. Us. Can't for, imagine why Ivermectin went after us. Yeah, so hard. this is really. They were vicious about it. Too. I mean, it makes sense. You know, associations with Donald Trump. That's one thing. Association with mass death due to vaccine uh, hesitancy and vaccine refusal. That's another thing. But man, you associate them with Rodney Glassman. <laughs> they really get pissed off. In fact, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, the latest uh, slogan uh, for Ivermectin is not endorsed by Rodney Glassman. Not exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So, unfortunately, that is not the news we have today. The yes. News, what is the uh, Rod Report? The Rod Report. If I was a better producer, I would actually get that. By better producer, do you mean producer? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This podcast gets produced. I mean, By definition, that means I'm producing it. That is a loose definition, but we'll go with it. Uh, it's, because it's not like I'm doing any work to get it on the internet. <laughs> All right. So uh, today we're actually pulling an article from about a month ago, um, which <laughs> by the time I produce this podcast will be about two months ago. Um, that Rodney, that we kind of, I think we may have briefly mentioned it, but we skipped over it because there were so much other breaking Rodney news. Rodney uh, wrote an opinion piece. Rodney wrote an op-ed. An op-ed, uh, which 
Also, before we get into the op-ed, I don't know. It's like three paragraphs. I mean, it is. It's, it's well, it's one paragraph repeated right. several times. So using, again, much like calling me a producer, calling this an op-ed's a stretch. Um, <laughs> Romney Glassman, the Zarzicki-type audio producer of political candidates. Fair enough. Uh, although if that's the case, then I need $1.8 million right goddamn now. You do, and you need to sell out your entire uh, racial and religious Done. heritage. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Not hard. Um, so the uh, op-ed he wrote for the Washington Times. Now, for those of you that have not heard of this publication... It is a highly respected newspaper. <laughs> it, it sounds respectable because... Uh, it's, because you don't know who the Sung Young Moon is. Because <laughs> right. you, you got Washington, and that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. Washington sounds authoritative. Right. Rodney's entire life is dedicated to getting to Washington. Exactly. And the Times, which sounds like a legit publication. Right. New York Times, right. Time Magazine. Yep. Um, so, for those of you unfamiliar with it, Washington Times predates... It it is like the granddaddy of... It was Fox before Fox. Yes, of right-wing fucking insane bullshit. I mean, the Washington Times was big among the, like, college... Like, the the right-wing college right. Republicans right. when we were in college. Right, the ones who got a boner every time you they talked about how we should have nuked North Vietnam. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who, 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 still, who still regrets the time that we let all those poor <laughs> Asians off the hook. If only we had nuked Granada, <laughs> none of these Mexicans would be coming across the border. The biggest problem they have with the Iran-Contra scandal is they would have killed the Contras <laughs> exactly. as well. The Contras were way too pinko for these guys. Right. Um, um, so the Washington Times, uh, Rodney wrote an op-ed for it. Now, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of a guessing game. And Joel, we already both know what this is about. But if you could f be our audience for the purposes of this. Absolutely. Uh, what important issue do you think uh, Rodney... Now, mind you, in March 29th of this year, what important issue do you think... Rodney felt he had to write an op-ed. Well, we know from, I think, two podcasts ago that the most important issue facing Arizonans, according to Rodney Glassman, aside, most Arizonans do not think of this as the most important issue, is immigration. Yes. So maybe immigration, illegal immigration, quote-unquote, as Rodney would say, illegal immigration. Yes, um, that's a really good one, um, and also uh, totally on brand. The other thing that's a little off-brand for him, but was also exploding right around this time, uh, if people might remember, is Ukraine. Ukraine, um, right. So, which was right in the forefront, and it could have been a terrible take. It could have been about how Putin was a hero, but at least that would uh, fall into newsworthiness. Uh, no, he took the time in March, uh, late March, March 29th this year, to slam another Republican. Not not only another Republican, but his direct predecessor, Mark Burnovich. The current Arizona the Attorney General. Current Arizona Attorney General. Now, again, let's go back. What issue do you think uh, he would be slamming Mark Burnovich? Well, speaking of boners, Rodney recently has had a big boner for police violence and police state fascism. Sure. Because all, I'd say every other email I get from his campaign brags about another police chief or police union rep or neo-Nazi FOP official who endorses his campaign. So maybe Rodney wrote an op-ed talking about how the problem with American policing is that we don't have enough people in prison. Right. Excellent guess. Um, also, along those same uh, uh, sort of lines, uh, Mark Brnovich has been largely silent and 
defending or standing up for the police. That's a common criticism I see among Republicans. Right. Also, uh, Mark Burnovich has not, um, in several Republican circles, from their perspective, aggressively pursued the Supreme Court appeals to reinstate the death penalty as right. much as they would have liked. Right. And again, there's always the immigration thing. These are all prescient issues. No. None of which, None of which. did Rodney really address in his op-ed. Um, he addressed something that's an even greater fiction than debatably <laughs> all of those things combined. An even greater fiction than, up until this race, the idea of Rodney winning an election. <laughs> yes, sad, sad to say. And also, incidentally, something that Brnovich actually has right. said some stuff on. Ah, uh, the irony. Oh, uh, and that is, of course, how... The 2020 election was stolen from our god king, Donald J. Trump. The big fraud. The big fraud. And for those of you that don't know, uh, so uh, Arizona, of course, has been conducting an audit that's been the uh, talk of the nation, lauding us for how sane we are, uh, just <laughs> how much we care about election integrity, uh, and, and definitely not about how crazy uh, the... Arizona State Senate uh, is when it comes to the Republicans, at least. Um, and at the conclusion of this audit, the results, first off, basically unequivocally showed that there was no election fraud. No, no problems. And again, this is a right-wing fascist organization who came in entirely to find election fraud and basically said, eh, it's, um, eh, eh. and Bertovich went a step further and released a statement, and I'm not going to quote exactly because I don't care, um, <laughs> but released a statement a little bit further basically saying that along the lines of while he's not uh, disputing the finding that there's no election fraud, uh, he still believes... He's certainly not going to undermine it right. because that would threaten his chances for the U.S. Senate. Right, <laughs> and he very much does think election integrity is important and still believes in draconian election restrictions that the, the Senate is now pushing through. Let me ask you a question, Jeremy. When these people utter the word integrity, do you think they lose like two seconds off of their life every time they say the word? I'm not sure they can pronounce it, to be completely <laughs> honest. I, I think they start to say it, and it just comes out as, as a second minute. <laughs> uh, 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 Anti-wokism. <laughs> Cancel culture. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so Mark Burnovich issued a, a clearly pandering fairly milquetoast statement um, and like any good fascist movement uh, the brown shirts have swept in uh, and, and talked about how essentially this he's not with us enough uh, and this led of course to uh, Rodney Glassman deciding that he would pin this op-ed for the Washington Times which incidentally also I'm somewhat surprised the Washington Times Published? I mean, in their defense, they will print fucking anything. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't think they have a lot of people writing in to get guest op-ed spots. Well, but again, yes, I. But still, again, this is a this is a crazy right-wing publication that's been around for a long time. The the, the what is clearly the the pissing match between two 
Republicans desperately trying to get Daddy Trump to love them more <laughs> in a state that nobody really gives a shit about, no Listen, matter how I, much they pretend. I am sure the fact that the the Washington Times printed Rodney's op-ed has nothing to do with the exploited farm worker money <laughs> and the industrial agriculture money and the despoilation of the earth right. money that his father sent right. the Washington right. Times right. to help encourage Sure. them to print his son's sure. piece of shit. Again, I'm sure it had nothing to do with it at all. We don't know these things are true, but they are. Um, well, so that actually brings up an interesting point. Um, much like our lack of, quote-unquote, evidence that Rodney's father bribed uh, the Washington Times to print his son's op-ed with horrible, uh, exploited uh, farm labor money, his op-ed is shockingly light on evidence oh, yeah. of electoral fraud. Right. The, the first paragraph ends with the statement, quote, Arizona, like many other key states, saw numerous irregularities and countless reports of fraud. And then Rodney does a fantastic job of writing, you know, another couple hundred words in which this man running, he is a lawyer, ostensibly, running to be the chief lawyer in Arizona does not present any evidence right. or make any case whatsoever right. that there was either irregularities or fraud in the 2020 election. Well, and the thing that's hilarious about this, too, is... And I really do want to dwell on that one sentence, because it is... It's, maybe a, it's the most, a doozy. It's a doozy, and it's maybe the most important one. Arizona, like many other key states... Not a key state. Trump, <laughs> Trump still would have lost the election even without Arizona. Um, saw, I think he's using key in the context of gratification of his own ego. Oh, there we go, there we go. Um, saw, and I want to break these two things down. Saw numerous irregularities. Now, going back to the, whatever that agency that did the- Cyber Ninja. Sh shadow puppet government. <laughs> Cyber Ninja. Cyber because, Ninja. Because that's a, that, that name sparks confidence. Yeah. Who are you going to hire to determine whether or not the election in one of the most consequential countries in the world was fraudulent or not? A guy who is still stuck in the 16-year-old fantasy yes. of being a ninja. Yeah. Something that sounds like if Charlie Day were to name an election <laughs> audit. I'm going to name my company off a historical figure that was entirely fictitious to begin with. Right. And, and also, by the way, was emblematic of duplicity. Right, right. That's a good point. <laughs> um, so Cyber Ninja, actually, this is something that is uh, somewhat true because in their report, again, because they were so desperate to find election fraud, the, 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 um, the, the, the headline was uh, essentially there's not enough evidence here to show that the election was, was tampered, uh, blah, blah, that the outcome was changed. Then the subheadline, which was in big, bold print, uh, was along the lines, and it's pages and pages about all the irregularities they came across. The part that then is buried in footnotes in this report, and yes, I actually have skimmed this report, I'm at least familiar with what it looks like, is that all of these irregularities were addressed. Because <laughs> irregularities happen in every election. Um, so yes, there are numerous irregularities that were all addressed, all reconciled, that had no uh, outcome, uh, had no effect on the election, and that is sort of the seed of this, this, this big lie. But then the other part I love is the countless reports of vote fraud. They're not countless. They're counted in the Cyber Ninja report. Like, the numbers are there. 
Uh, and they are all Republicans that filed affidavits with no evidence saying that their vote was fraudulently not counted. I mean, fraudulently not counted, fraudulently counting. Who's Rodney to say <laughs> yeah. whether it's fraud or not fraud? It's not like he's running to be the chief <laughs> law enforcement official in fucking era fucking zona. <laughs> One of the key states in the union. One of the key states in the union. Um, so that really does kind of embody everything about this. Uh, I just realized, because you, you made a point about Brnovich and Rodney competing for daddy trump's affection and endorsement we all know that rodney's entire career is based on a desperate transparent attempt to get his father to approve of him and love him more i mean how much horror and pain and suffering would this world not have to go through if mediocre white men didn't seek to publicly redeem themselves in the eyes of their father right like how much how many millions of people has have died because some asshole didn't get enough hugs when he was 12. Well, so he, he, this is this is something I've lamented multiple times. Um, there is this very misogynistic sort of concept uh, that women that go into sex work or something like that have, have daddy issues. Which, first of all, is fraudulently untrue. Um, but let's take it uh, at its word. At least when women, quote-unquote, have daddy issues they decide to start an OnlyFans, they don't nuke another right, country exactly. and try to overthrow an election. They don't run on a platform of white supremacy. <laughs> right. They're fucking... They're, they're engaging in sex work. Right. They're, they're making orgasms. They're right. making people they're feel ge- good. They're generating a product that people want. They deserve medals. If there was more <laughs> sex workers and more orgasms, the world wouldn't be such a terrible place. But these fucking guys... Because their fathers don't approve of their life choices and never love them enough, they are going to obliterate the entire world just in order to get daddy or daddy Trump to say, good job, son. Well, the one nice thing that we That might be the most depressing conclusion we've come to in in like seven episodes. It is. um, We will be sending our therapy (laughs) bill to Rodney Glassman. To Rodney Glassman. Uh, So, I mean, sorry, but you make a a great point. Nobody has more daddy issues than a white man running for office. And for those listeners out there who just snorted, I say this in the full awareness that I am a white man who ran for office. So I know of which I speak. Oh, yeah. If, if, anytime, if you've ever met a white man who has a highly inflated self-opinion of himself oh, and gosh. will not shut up, it is because of their fault. Oh, Hands down. It's every time. because daddy wouldn't fucking say I love you. Right. Wouldn't hug him. Wouldn't go to the baseball oh, games. Or, or in Joel and I's case, the drama <laughs> the performance. Drama. In the opening night. I mean, come yeah, on. But, whatever. You right. know. You, that, I, I, I get it. It was a drive. <laughs> it would have been hard to get there. You had other things to do. I totally understand. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, going on. I'm not going to go necessarily paragraph by paragraph in this. because Please really, don't. Please there's don't. Really, they're, they're all the same also. <laughs> But there is one other thing, uh, and this is one of the things that's repeated multiple times. Well, actually, two other things I want to bring up on this, but one in the next paragraph that's sort of repeated multiple times. <laughs> Still, very short letter. Um, one person in Arizona had the authority to address the reported fraud and irregularities of the 2022 election before, during, and after they occurred. Attorney General Mark Brnovich. That is not true. It's not true at all. <laughs> None of that is true. Does he under... I mean, the answer is no. Rhetorically, 
Does he understand that federal elections are controlled by federal law? No. And the Arizona Attorney General is not a federal law no. enforcement officer? No. And then, and then later on, and I'm going to skip the next paragraph, but I do want to come back to that because there's something incredibly insane he says in the third paragraph. But in the next paragraph, uh, he then says, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the Attorney General was the sole individual with the power to audit the election. First off, that is... Not true. That is not his power. And second of all, there was an election audit. There was. <laughs> that is what the cyber ninjas were hired to come ninja. I mean, listen, reality can be a bitch sometimes. <laughs> so why acknowledge it? Especially if it's standing in the way between you and your ultimate ego gratification. Yes. Uh, and then going back to the uh, paragraph I skipped. Uh, Mark Brnovich could have enforced Arizona's law requiring two forms of identification to register to vote. I'm not sure that is. I was wondering the law. about that actually. I don't believe that's the law in the books. I can't say for sure. I like every like 77 percent of Arizonans vote by mail, uh, which, by the way, that's a whole different thing. Guess what? You're not going to get to do anymore, Arizonans. But that's beside the point. Um, so I have no idea. Um, but I don't think that's actually true. And also. I do love that, that, this push for two forms of identification to a vote. You know what else you need two forms of identification for? Uh, well, not buy a fucking gun. Not buying a gun, <laughs> not flying on a plane. In fact, almost nothing. <laughs> I can't... Uh, the only thing I can think of that you need two forms of identification for, aside from, um, from voting, is... Uh, yeah, aside from being legal to vote is if your one form of identification is damaged badly <laughs> enough that they want a second form. You know, oh. there was something very interesting uh, that I noticed in the, this opinion piece. Um, and it ties into what we've been talking about all along, which is the theme of this article seems to be, I'm going to claim, like all of the Republican talkie points regarding the 2020 presidential election, I'm going to claim there was irregularities and fraud, but present no evidence right. of either of those. So he does talk about, throughout this opinion piece, Attorney General Brnovich this and Brnovich that. Brnovich has refused to do his job. He won't enforce the law. He did nothing. He's sitting on his hands. Uh, he hasn't refused. He's done nothing for the citizens, blah, blah, blah. There's close to 20 hyperlinks in this article. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you would think a hyperlink is something you include to support an argument, i.e., Evidence. Right. If you say Attorney General Mark Brnovich refused to do his job and there's a hyperlink, you click on the hyperlink and there should be some sort of data or article proving that he's refused to do his job. Well, I clicked on all 20 hyperlinks in this fucking They're all op ed. They're all the exact same. They all just go back to Washington Times search results for Mark Brnovich. Yes. Not one of them is an actual piece of data or evidence. Or even a think piece about Mark Burnovich. Well, and what's also amazing... It's like linking to the Google results for Mark Burnovich. Right. What's also amazing about that, too, is, and I noticed that as well, is at first, I thought, huh, the, me having done some IT work and, and also uh, campaign social media stuff and things like that before, I, I, the first thing I thought was, huh, well, that's probably an auto-generated hyperlink. Um, the problem with that is if that were the case, it should also be auto-generating hyperlinks for things like 
Arizona Senate, which should also then go to right. the search results for Arizona Senate. Right. No, no, no. They specifically did it just, just for Burnovich. Just for Burnovich. Yep. Uh, yep. I, te- I tell you, but that's that is what you get, uh, uh, Mark Burnovich, for not. I, I don't even know. Not not shooting Katie Hobbs, or not Katie Hobbs, <laughs> but shooting uh, uh, the the. Our secretary um, of state, state Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs. Okay, yeah, yeah, Katie Hobbs. Uh, not shooting Katie Hobbs the second the election results came in for Biden, or or I don't know, using immigrant blood to <laughs> buy more votes. Oh, I, they do use immigrant blood no, to buy more votes. Literally <laughs> trading immigrant blood uh, for more votes. So. Uh, that's really all we got for the ride report. This will probably be a fairly short episode. Um, really not much else interesting has happened. In fact, to follow up on one of the stories we had before, I'll just note real quick. We can't even say, like, Rodney still has far outraised all the other candidates, but he's spent almost none of that money so far, which does give me a little bit of solace. <laughs> well, it just means he's going to, everyone's, everyone who still watches network television right. in the Phoenix and Tucson metropolitan areas, uh, are going to see who? I, let me take that. I hold on. I take that back. Anybody who watches Fox News right. in the Phoenix and Tucson metropolitan areas are going to see one month of nothing but Rodney Glassman commercials. Well, but here's the real question about that. Yes, he's going to wait undoubtedly because it is early in the cycle, and I, I wouldn't expect him to be sp- spending a ton of money, especially when he's getting free publicity from, you know, Washington Times, from the Washington and, Times, and, and <clears throat> certain podcasts. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but also. Is there a 50-50 shot this is just a giant embezzlement scheme that he's just going to pocket most of this money when everything is said and done? In a weird way, I'd have more respect for him if it was. <laughs> I, it would show more creativity mm-hmm. and more motivation than I thought he was capable of. Uh, let's hope for that. So, Well, there's the Rod Report. That's the Rod Report. Jeremy, are you ready for Glass from the Past? Am I ever. And uh, listenership at home before Joel gets into it, he did warn me this will make me cry, so I'm super excited. This is going to make you cry. I thought that... Uh, two glass from the past ago when we discussed how Rodney Glassman was responsible for the character of Jar Jar Binks. That mm-hmm. would make you cry. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot that you have some weird desire to defend even George <laughs> Lucas's most repugnant <laughs> intellectual properties. But I really... Jar Jar did nothing wrong. I know. you <laughs> Free Jar Jar. Free Jar Jar. <laughs> hashtag free Jar Jar. free Jar Jar. I... Like... This, I've used all of my Jeremy knowledge and our years together as friends to really dig deep into the annals. And I think I found what Rodney did that is going to drive you insane. Hmm. Jeremy, who is your favorite historical figure? Oh, uh, so for the listenership at home, oh God, this is going to hit close <laughs> home. So for the listenership at home uh, that don't know me personally, that's probably like for the best. Yeah. It's, <laughs> And, and it's probably also only like about four of you. Uh, I will not shut up about how much I love the Marquis de Lafayette. He will not shut the fuck up about the Marquis amazing. de Lafayette. He's awesome. And he is amazing. The hero of two worlds. He Joel. is the hero of two worlds. He is, the he-, he is a hero of the American Revolution. He is a hero of the French Revolution. Um, not the compromised second draft, but the original. Also uh, an abolitionist long before abolition was an popular. An abolitionist long before it was popular. Um, and the Marquis de Lafayette, actually, when the revolution really started to get <laughs> going, 
He this was... There's going to be some Girondin horseshit. <laughs> I already see this coming. We're not going Girondins. We have, we have a couple of people that need to follow the plot of this podcast still. Um, but the, the Marquis de Lafayette, um, he was appointed head of the National Guard. Correct. While Louis XVI was still king. Um, and on July 17th, 1791, there occurred... The Champ de Mars Massacre. Yes. And the Champ de Mars Massacre was when the National Guard fired on some Republicans and some revolutionaries, killing maybe 10, maybe 200 people. Nobody really knows. Yes. That was when the Marquis de Lafayette's reputation in the eyes of the French revolutionaries began to plummet. Right. That was when the Marquis de Lafayette was seen as no longer the savior of the French Revolution. Correct. Rodney Glassman fired the first shot at the shot. Oh! See now that Rodney that Glassman. Angry. Rodney Glassman. That makes so much sense. Decided oh. to blackmail and blackball and torpedo the Marquis de Lafayette, and he knew the best way to do it was to create a massacre and hold him responsible. You know, Rodney Glassman brought the gun to the grassy knoll at the Champ de Mars <laughs> massacre. massacre. That makes so much sense. That, that truly does. Um, and also tracks with what I know from history because then uh, this is a very deep dive and, and people are going to get very bored. But Lafayette was actually not responsible. The National Guard acted on their own and he tried to rile them in, which sounds exactly like something Rodney Glassman Because would do. Rodney Glassman disguised himself as a oh, National Guardsman because he knew bastard. that... Nobody would notice just a regular old-looking guardsman firing the first shot, and Lafayette would get the blame. That explains it. That explains it. And I will say this. Uh, Ronnie Glassman uh, does look very good in a culotte. So that's <laughs> if, if he needs any suggestions for his, uh, a camouflage culotte. Uh, Rodney Glassman would look very good at the bottom of a fucking guillotine. <laughs> that's what Rodney Glassman would look good at. Well, Bring back the guillotine. That's, that's my re-election slogan when I run against Rodney. Here's the, Bring back the guillotine. Here's the part that makes me so angry about all that is the one good thing that came from uh, that massacre was basically all of those National Guard were liquidated yep. during the Reign of Terror. Actually, even before the Reign of but Terror. But one got away. God Rodney... Fucking Glassman. Well, if, if only so. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for uh, Glass from the Past. Glass I don't know. Is that, are we, uh, is, uh, that, is that it for today's episode? This is going to be a short episode, guys. We're going to be basically under 30 minutes, give or take, when I get the editing done. But, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, we so did have for our friend Carl as a guest host last amazing. episode. If you would like to be a guest host, please, please. send us an email. Please. Uh, uh, editor at Pima Liberate, uh, Pima, Pima Literator. Pima, no, that was my website. Oh, God. Theglassrod at gmail.com. There we go. I'm confusing different phases of my life. <laughs> I'm confusing rants, let's be honest. Confusing different shouting at clouds. Confusing different shouting at clouds. Um, uh, theglassrod at gmail.com. Please send us an email. We have gotten zero emails. <laughs> so weird. I'm actually Strange. shocked we even had a guest host. But we would love more. For those of you that listen to Carl's episode, because you will have heard it by the time you hear this one, uh, it was great work. He did a, an amazing job. Far more prep work. Please, please. Much more research than we've ever done. Please come on this podcast and do our work for us. Yes. We would love it. Um, also, as one real quick housekeeping matter, for those of you that don't know, Joel uh, is uh, abandoning us. I'm uh, fucking out of here before Rodney takes he power. Is, I know how this goes down. He is leaving us to the great white north. That does not mean that this podcast will stop, however. We're going to set up remote 
uh, podcast. So we should at least, we've been on about a monthly schedule, three weekly, every three weeks or so. So with any luck, we'll have another, you know, maybe half dozen podcasts before we actually get to the election. Well, and I think our podcast frequency might have to increase come uh, September because I have a feeling he's coming out of the fucking... Republican primary, the yeah. victor. And, and honestly, part of the reason why this one is going to end up, by the time you guys get it, is going to be very old news is because there just hasn't been much. So that'll ramp up for sure. Yep. Um, so look forward to probably more podcasts, worse audio quality since <laughs> we're going to be doing them remotely. And uh, and the, the, the slow death of us all. Viva la revolution. <laughs> Viva la revolution. <laughs> Excellent. I know I'm the red one.